Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I hope you're excited for tonight. Um, believing that God is going to speak in a powerful way tonight. Um, and He always seems to do that. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I just, I just love the opportunity that we get whenever we have worship, to just sit and rest in his presence, you know? It's just really refreshing, and it's a, it's a time of rest for me to kind of just reevaluate everything before I come up here and speak, but it's just so nice. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it's just so comforting, right? Yeah. You just yeah. sit in his presence and sing to him. But it's so good. There's, there's something, um, we're, gonna be, we're gonna be reading in um, chapter, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 15, um, but before we get into that, so as you're finding your place, I wanted to remind everyone um, of next Tuesday. Everybody say next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, next Tuesday we're going to be doing um, a little bit of a Q&A with Pastor Bob and his wife, Don, and myself and Mal. And we're going to be focusing on wisdom and dating and relationships. So be there. If you, if you don't know, now you know. It's going to be amazing. And uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to remind everyone, if you have questions for that time when we do the Q&A, you can email me. I think we have a slide, but it's chris at colonialchurch.life. There it is. So if you want to write that down, make sure you send us some questions they might have about just what it looks like to have godly wisdom in dating and relationships and stuff. So we'll definitely have time at the end of that night as well if you have some when you come. If you have some questions, we'll, we'll leave some time at the end. But it's going to be good. Sound good? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, are you there yet? First Samuel? Do you have your Bibles? First Samuel 15. Um, before we go into it, just to give a bit of setting. So as, as you're reading along, keep in mind that Samuel is he's pretty upset with Saul. And for going against God's orders. Not for the first time, but the second time. So he didn't learn the first time. He messed up a second time during his kingship over Israel. So this is where we pick up in verse 17. Let's read together. Samuel said, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. That is an interesting name. Gag. Agag. Okay. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God, at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, Did the Lord, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. So that is pretty... It's pretty upfront, right? It's kind of confronting. But tonight, if you're looking for a a title to this message, tonight we're going to be talking about 
the heart of the issue. So the title is The Heart of the Issue. And in the next few minutes, we're going to be going, going to take a biblical perspective on the wellness of our heart. You guys up for it? So the ways we keep a healthy heart that will lead us to a full life with purpose and meaning. So let's pray together before we get into it. God, I just thank you for tonight. I just pray that you would shine a light on how to live, live with a healthy heart, God. A heart that's postured towards you in every season. Not in just the highs, but in the lows as well, God. And we give tonight up to you, God. And I just pray that you would... You would speak through me tonight that we'd be able to take away something, a God deposit from you, Jesus, in this place. And we love you. Pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. So what is this passage saying? We see this conversation between Samuel and King Saul, and he's confused by Saul's actions. He was asked to wipe out the Amalekites, everything, the animals, families, all of it for God's purposes, but he didn't. He had a little bit of his own agenda in there as well. It's interesting to me that happened through this, through this disobedience we see Saul go against God's word and what he asked him to do. And although Saul might have had good intentions, like, oh no, I, I set some cattle and some sheep aside to devote to you as burnt offerings. It's not what God asked him to do. It's not what he commanded him to do. So we see that, and we can learn a lot from Saul slowly losing his kingship. Later, the Lord admits that he regrets placing Saul as king over Israel, which is pretty intense. But he put him in that place for a reason, and God had him there for a reason. But unfortunately, he didn't follow what God commanded him. And then we see the fruit of that action. And slowly we see Saul, in a way, hardening his heart at the end of all of this. So tonight, I wanted to give us four points or four things that will really help us maintain a wise and healthy heart. Are you ready for them? Yeah. All right. Point one, we need to have a softened heart. So we need to have a softened heart. Like I was just saying, Saul slowly went into a bit of a time of depression after this because if we read a little further, that God's spirit wasn't, wasn't hovering over him anymore, wasn't around him. And at this time, because it's the Old Testament, he wasn't filled with the spirit, but the spirit was with him. And God removed his spirit because of his, what, what he did. He didn't, he didn't go with what God commanded him to do. And we see slowly the heart hardening, but what does it look like to have a soft heart? Well, for starters, it begins with the act of obedience. When God speaks, so Saul knew what he was supposed to do. He knew what God was asking, but he got caught up with his own plan and agenda. Like I was saying earlier, knowing what, what's right and choosing to go against the grain with God over time will cause areas of our heart to grow hard. And that's what we see happening here. And if you're taking notes, I'd love for you to write this down. God can't change your heart if he cannot get to it in the first place. 
So one more time, I'm going to say that again. God can't change your heart if he cannot get to it in the first place. So Saul already made his mind up that he was going to go a little bit more with his own plan than with God's plan, right? And we see the consequences of that. I think it's important to hold tight to the words that God speaks to you. What, what I mean by that is we can't, we can't follow what God has called us to do half-heartedly. We mustn't be influenced by what we think is right if God has specifically asked us to be obedient to what he has commanded us to do. What he's orchestrating behind the scenes is always better than what we could ever dream of. Amen. And I know that because of my past, and I know some, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you think back for a moment of your past and how God has been faithful, you're like, yes, yeah. That, like, my, this journey up until this point, up until today, it's been crazy, but it's been great because it's God's way, not my way. Right, that's good. Is this helping anyone tonight? Yeah. So he's orchestrating, what he's orchestrating behind the scenes is always better. And I want to, it makes me want to follow him fully, not half-heartedly. But along with this obedience, there is naturally this openness to a softened heart. And one person I think of, which has been serving at the exchange recently, which is really cool, is my buddy Frank over here. I don't know if you know Frank. But you need to know Frank, because he's, he's a boss. I love, I love Frank's attitude, though, when it comes to serving. I remember asking him a few weeks ago, hey, would you be up for running graphics and slides for the exchange? And he just absolutely was like, yeah, right off the bat. He didn't even give it a second thought. And immediately, I, I saw this picture of a hand just positions towards God like this, but it was open palm. And I think that Frank lives out of that, out of that place towards God, where it's not closed, it's not like he's holding on to his own agenda, but he's open to what God has for him. And I, I think that we, we, should, we should live life like that, with, with an open palm towards God. Like, okay, cool, I might not understand every situation that I go through, but I know that your way is better than mine. So I'm gonna live with an open palm. And I personally appreciate you just filling in the gap when you see a gap. I think we could all take that on. I just love that. Can we give Frank a hand real fast? We love you, Frank. It's so good. All right, so point one was a softened heart. Point two tonight is a guarded heart. And at first listen, you might be like, why? You just said, you're just talking about openness of a heart. Now you're saying guarded? Are you contradicting yourself? Kind of, not really, though. So let me explain. Guard your heart. So guard your heart from things that might damage your heart. That's yeah. what I mean by that. Yeah, right. So guarding is, is vital for having a healthy heart. Yeah. Some of you might be thinking, guarded, I already said that, but bear with me. I'm, I'm still working on it. So Pastor Matt mentioned last Sunday, did it? Was anyone in church yeah. this past Sunday? It was so good. I loved it. I believe he, he quoted Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Some translations say wellspring. So this wellspring flows from a wellspring. And, and, that, and, 
the definition of wellspring is original and bountiful source of something. Mm-hmm. Your heart is your lifeline. Yeah. So, so keep a close watch on the wellness of your heart. We need to be alert with what we allow into our lives. It all derives from this tension between light and dark. And you guys have heard me talk about Stranger Things uh, before. If you guys here were, if you guys were here for Halloween or the day before Halloween, whenever it was, I was talking about Stranger Things and how I was excited for season two and all that. And uh, I was watching Stranger Things with some friends a little while ago. And it's interesting to me because I was like fully in it. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like watching. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And uh, Mal was like, she was excited. She was pumped. And we were with a friend. And she wasn't so pumped about it. And I was like, what's going on? And I found out later, she, she just said, oh, I won't ever forget this. But the first thing she said to me is like, oh, I don't know if I can watch this show. And I was like, why not? And she's like, it just doesn't sit well with my spirit. And I'm like, oh, come on, it's a show. Like, it's fine. It's just a show. Like, but she's like, no, nah, it doesn't sit well with my spirit, so I'm, not, I'm choosing not to watch it. Yeah. And what she was saying in a way is that, no, nah, I'm, I'm choosing to guard my heart. Right. And it might seem like a minor thing to some of you guys, but that's one way that she guards her heart. Yeah. She's sensitive to God's spirit, and that's not, she's not going to allow that, that energy to come in. Because it's not light, it's not from God, some right. of it. Some of, I mean, I remember one, one part, I don't know if you guys remember, there was one scene where, was it, was it Will? Was it Will, the young, the, the like, shadow monster, like, yeah. entered him in a way? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know about this. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was just kind of like, this is kind of sketch. But... Yeah, I mean, there's, it's not, it doesn't have to be a show, though. It could be anything. It could be the music that we listen to. Yeah. Are we listening to music that's, that's really going to bring us closer to God? And I'm not saying you can't listen to music that isn't written specifically for God, but we need to be careful and alert. Are we around the right company in life? Are we, um, are we around the right environment, specifically you know, throughout your week, like when you're done with work? in the right environment are you allowing the right people to have a voice in your life that's That's very important so we need to have a guarded heart right what is what helps us get closer to God is when we put on the the full armor of God as well so Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 through 18 talks about this the, the armor of God this is one way that we can, we can also protect our heart. And in and, and that passage, if you want to write that down, you can look it up later, but it talks about the belt of truth, body armor of righteousness, shoes that to wear for the peace from God, a, a shield of faith, salvation's helmet, sword of the spirit. It's all amazing things. And if we take all of those things on, we'll be able to resist the enemy and enemy won't have any power. Yeah. So as we as we take on the armor of God, we're protected yeah, by God. Right. So a healthy heart is softened by the things of God, guarded from potential harm. And the third one is a generous heart. 
We need to remember to have a generous heart. A heart marked by generosity creates a life that flourishes. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 through 25. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. I love that. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I love that last part. I think you just love that. When, when we give generously, we are given, we're given even more than we gave in the first place. A generous person will prosper. And when you refresh others, you will be refreshed. But we can apply this through every area of our lives, right? Whether it's through our finances or serving in and out of church, at dining with dignity, whatever it is, giving your time and energy or giving to those in need. We can have a generous heart. But it also, we can also give out of this revelation just thankfulness and gratitude. Mm -hmm. I give because he first gave. Because Jesus first gave. That's That's why I give. It doesn't have to be just finances. It can be in every sphere of life. Matt spoke on what your confession is last Sunday. I'm, I'm like going back to his sermon because it was so good. It really was. But what's your confession? I want our, our confession to, to be a revelation of thankfulness. I'd love for that to be our first response. Amen? For, for all that is done, for all he has done in our lives, we're thankful. How could I not be generous when he has given me so much? So a healthy heart is softened, it's guarded, it's generous. And the fourth one tonight, if you're taking notes, a joyful heart. When joy is written on your heart, you can't help but live out of a place of gratitude. So Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13, a happy heart makes a face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. And if you think about it, there is always something to be thankful for in life. Yeah. No matter if you are on the mountaintop or in, in, in the trenches, there's always something to be thankful for. I remember in college, one of my friends, he's talking about how his charger didn't reach his bed and he was like so aggravated about it. And he was like, I'm on like 1%, dude, and like I just wanna like lay in my bed Get on Instagram, watch just a couple Insta stories, check Twitter, go on Facebook. But I can't, dude, because like my charger, it the, the cord's not long enough, man. I can't lay in my bed and like, oh, woe is me. Like life is so hard. And I was like, yeah, wow, that's really hard. Hashtag first world problems. Like, yeah, it, life is so hard, man. But I was thinking about that recently, and I was just kind of like. You know what I should have said was, well, why, why aren't you thankful that you just even have a phone in the first place? Or that you can, you have the ability to communicate with people. Or that you even have a bed. Like, to sleep on. Or that you actually ate three meals today. You, do you know what I mean? Or that you have an apartment and you have covering over your head. You have protection. Like, there are other things to worry about that are a little bigger. And when we... 
at the end of the day, when we really think about it, there's always something to be thankful for because we have God in our lives. And we can be joyous because of that, because God is working. And when we're, when we're on, on this path with him, he blesses us when we, when we lean into him and we trust him. So there's another thing that I really wanted you to write down tonight is that your attitude will determine your altitude in life. Your attitude will determine your altitude in life. So no matter what happens, I'm going to choose to stand from a position of thankfulness. I choose to see life differently. So let's be a people that are always in check with the wellness of our heart. Softened by trust and obedience, guarded by the armor of God, generous by nature, joyful in all seasons. Amen? Amen. That's so good. Well, let's, let's pray together. Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for the opportunity that it is to open your word and to allow it to change our hearts. God, I just pray that we could be alert and remember that as long as we lean into you, God, and we consider your word, and we write it on our hearts and we remember it, that it will change us. We'll have a healthy heart, God, but we'll be joyful because you are in our lives. And we look forward to tomorrow because you're in our tomorrow and you're in our next day and the next day and the next day, God. We love you and we thank you for these students and young adults tonight. And we pray all this in your holy name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.